This is Bad Ideas About Writing, the podcast that counters major myths about writing instruction. It's the audio version of an open access book that's also called Bad Ideas About Writing, which was edited by Cheryl Ball and Drew Lowy. That book features 63 chapters of opinionated, research-based statements intended to spark debate and offer a better way of teaching writing. I'm Kyle Stedman from Rockford University. I'm here to read those chapters out loud, giving you another way to access those ideas. And hey, you know, did you hear me say there's 63 chapters? Well, today is episode 61. We are moving step by step towards our finish line. So here's today's bad idea about writing. Face-to-face courses are superior to online courses. It's by Tiffany Burrell and Andy Burrell. Academia has seen a shift to online education, with many courses being taught from a distance to accommodate students who cannot attend traditional face-to-face classes on campus for various reasons, including familial obligations or work schedules. To accommodate these students, the environment in which classes are taught has changed to include correspondence courses taught via mail and television broadcast lectures to courses taught solely in a digital platform with students communicating remotely through asynchronous, i.e. discussion boards, and synchronous, i.e. video conferencing methods. The method of ease associated with online education makes access possible for students from the comfort of home without actually setting foot in a classroom. But make no mistake, the easiness comes from convenience of access, not necessarily from the coursework itself. Online classes can be just as, if not more, rigorous, educational, and pedagogically sound than face-to-face classes, with the scholarship surrounding distance education reporting no significant difference between learning in online classes versus classes taught in face-to-face environments. However, there remains a common misconception among instructors and students alike that the online class will be less challenging or rigorous than its face-to-face counterpart. From students to the general public, and even among college instructors, most people continue to think that traditional classes held in a brick-and-mortar classroom are, simply put, better than online classes. In fact, A survey of online education conducted by the Babson Research Group reported that many instructors question the value of online education's worth. Words like validity and legitimacy often arise when instructors discuss the merits of online education. And when it comes to writing, they ask how and if students can learn to craft their writing without forming a community of peers or when face-to-face interaction with the professor is missing. This skepticism from the faculty trickles down to the students and even filters into societal thinking at large, with the 2013 Gallup poll suggesting that Americans remain tepid at best when rating their experiences or opinions of online classes and programs. Even businesses tend to prefer graduates with degrees earned in face-to-face programs over those who received solely online degrees. How did this myth associated with online education take shape? In the past, some universities and the best faculty members within refused to teach online for various reasons, including the inability to see the student benefit from online education. 
When powerhouse universities such as Arizona State University led the charge in expanding education opportunities for those students who would not normally have access, critics thought the gain was only monetary, benefiting the university and not the students themselves. Many universities have joined the ranks of ASU, scrambling to keep the pace in order to secure their share of distant students. In addition, administrators may push departments to offer online classes because they do not require a physical space, thus costing less money to facilitate. Other concerns include the higher rate of withdrawals from online students and the tendency for students with a lower GPA to perform at an even lower level in the online environment. Perhaps one area of cynicism surrounds the increase of massive open online courses, or MOOCs, with thousands of students taking a course simultaneously. Some may wonder just how an instructor can interact with hundreds of students one at a time, and in terms of a writing course, how she can respond to thousands of pages of writing in one semester. However, these open classes are markedly different than the average writing course that strives to maintain low numbers and one-on-one interaction with students. Certainly, there are monetary benefits to universities adding online courses, and all students may not succeed in the online space. However, these factors are not necessarily synonymous with a diminished education. Within writing courses, students' participation and writing practice improves when classes are shifted online. Additionally, the online classroom opens a space for diversity, with more students being willing to share opinions in the safe space of an online classroom. For writing classes, the majority of the interactions among peers and between peers and the instructor is communicated in written form suggesting that students have the opportunity to practice writing more than if they were taking a face-to-face class. In terms of simple word count, online students write a lot more than face-to-face students. Scholars also suggest that students think more critically about the discussion prompts they respond to because they are not required to think on the spot. Instead, they can carefully craft their posts and even revise and edit afterward. Thus, numerous elements of the course encourage writing and thoughtful peer-to-peer and peer-to-teacher interaction. Those interactions are different than face-to-face, but certainly not inferior. While online education continues to grow at a rapid rate, the pedagogy within remains cutting-edge, comparable to -to face-to-face classes. For instance, societal changes and technological improvements have prompted writing instructors to encourage students to create multimodal texts, or texts that use more than one mode to communicate. These multimodal texts could be videos, podcasts, or websites, just to name a few. Instructors often encourage students to create these types of texts because students are interacting with similar media on a daily basis in their extracurricular lives. Therefore, it seems natural to ask them to not only analyze these documents for rhetorical effectiveness, but to also create similar documents in an effort to promote new literacies and effective communication skills necessary for the 21st century. Teachers of online classes have adapted their practices to include this type of curriculum. For instance, in any specific unit that corresponds to a writing prompt, an instructor may offer different media to analyze, including podcasts, videos, and written texts, encouraging discussion among peers of the rhetorical effectiveness of such media. Not only do students have the ability to return to this media at any point in the online course, 
but they can also reread the archived discussion posts for further clarification of concepts. Successful practices of multimodal composition only solidify that writing, in its various forms, can be taught just as well, if not better, than in a face-to-face format. The online classroom itself can also be a democratic space. The digital platform can further encourage inquiry and interaction as ideas are constructed as a community, with community being society at large, not just peers in the class. When an instructor asks students to find artifacts, research, and other items of interest in pop or other cultures, those artifacts become representative of communities outside the classroom setting, thus widening the learning sphere. Students move from being merely passive consumers of media, including books, videos, advertisements, and so on, to becoming collaborators in knowledge-making, who think critically about the plethora of media they come in contact with, both in and outside the classroom. While this critical thinking can also be possible in face-to-face and blended, part face-to-face, part online, classes, it is perhaps not encouraged or acquired as seamlessly as in a solely online environment where students have access to such media at their fingertips, both in the classroom curriculum and on the internet. However, even with these advantages and enhancements that the online classroom promotes, an online course is only as effective as the instructor and the way she has designed the course. Instructor ambition and attention may cause student interest and motivation to wane. If an instructor isn't active in the course, the students may put in little effort as well. Online writing courses can be successful at promoting writing skills, but only if the instructor re-envisions her pedagogical practices. For instance, instructors must create assignments that promote students taking control of their learning, challenging them to share ideas and collaborate with one another through the digital technology available in online courses. Indeed, we would argue that face-to-face writing instructors can learn from online pedagogy. As the world becomes increasingly influenced by digital technology, face-to-face instructors can learn a lot about enhancing their traditional classes with digital, multimodal enhancements, and online writing tools. Instead of using face-to-face classes as the barometer to measure online writing instruction, the time has come for instructors administrators, students, and others interested in the quality of education offered in our universities to start recognizing that both face-to-face and online writing classes can provide challenging, intellectually stimulating educational experiences for students. Instead of viewing online and face-to-face courses in opposition to each other, we need to view them as parallel means of educating students. One fear may be that online classes will replace traditional face-to-face courses. However, as distance education continues to grow, universities remain committed to offering online classes in addition to -to face-to-face courses to accommodate both students who need access to remote courses and those who need the local constraints of a face-to-face classroom. Online and face-to-face classes are two paths available to students on their educational journeys, and both can lead students to the same destinations. Further reading. 
For popular research text on online education, see Chasing the Elusive Quality in Online Education by Anya Kamenetz on National Public Radio and Americans Doubt the Rigor and Quality of Online Education by Ali Bidwell at U.S. News and World Report. For practical advice on preparing to teach online, see Benefits and Challenges of Online Education by the Massachusetts General Hospital Institute of Health Professions, which also provides additional reading. Keywords Asynchronous methods, face-to-face instruction, MOOCs, multimodal composition, online writing instruction, synchronous methods. You just heard the bad idea about writing. Face-to-face courses are superior to online courses. And it's by Tiffany Burrell and Andy Burrell, who in 2022 sent me these updated bios. Tiffany Burrell is an associate professor of English at the University of New Mexico, where she teaches classes in online and multimodal pedagogies and administers eComp, the department's first online writing program. She is the co-author of the books Teaching Writing in the 21st Century and Administering Writing Programs in the 21st Century, as well as co-editor of the anthology Women's Professional Lives in Rhetoric and Composition, Choice, Chance, and Serendipity. Her scholarly articles have been published in Computers and Composition, Kairos, Technical Communication Quarterly, WPA Writing Program Administration, and other journals and anthologies. Andrew Burrell is an associate professor of English at the University of New Mexico, where he teaches classes in composition, creative writing, professional and technical writing, and rhetoric. He's the author of the novels 48 Hours to Kill and Heavy Metal. His scholarly articles have appeared in Communication Design Quarterly, Composition Forum, Journal of Business and Technical Communication, Journal of Teaching Writing, and other publications. The podcast version of Bad Ideas About Writing is produced and narrated by me, and it's hosted at Anchor.fm. You can find it anywhere you like to get your podcasts. The theme music is Parade by Nocturnum. Check him out at the Free Music Archive or his SoundCloud. There's no vowels in that. It's just Nocturnum, N-C-T-A. Look it up. The open access book Bad Ideas About Writing was published in 2017 by the West Virginia University Libraries and the Digital Publishing Institute. It's available online at their website for free. That's where you should go if you'd like to read a print version of this chapter. You can just Google Bad Ideas About Writing. I promise it'll come up. Both the podcast and the book are published under really open Creative Commons licenses that allow you to remix and distribute them for free as long as you attribute the authors. So thanks as always to Cheryl Ball and to Drew Lowy and to all the authors in this awesome collection. I'm Kyle Stedman. I'm on Twitter at KStedman and I live in Rockford, Illinois, where just earlier today I zoomed in to the 2022 meeting of the Four Seas Sound Special Interest Group. And I got to say, sitting here with my headphones on, speaking into my mic, feels kind of like extra important after having talked to that awesome group. Hey, you know, you can join us, right? Just Google Sound Sig or get in touch with me. Cool people to hang out with. Thanks for listening. <laughs>